Welcome back to The Good, The Bad and The BPD with me, Tammy Mortland. And can you believe it? We're on season three. <laughs> I have made it to season three. Not you guys, but I have. Like, I've done three, con two consecutive seasons. Now we're on the third. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> I'm proud of me. And with over the last month that I've not been doing it, I've obviously been checking on the stats and stuff like you do and... We've had loads of new listeners, so like I normally do at the start of the um, season, I will reintroduce myself. So in 2015, I got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. It was formerly known as emotionally unstable personality disorder. Well, that's a great mouthful, so <laughs> they changed it. I struggled for six years to keep my BPD under some sort of control and... I found there wasn't much online surrounding personal stories or just experiences from people actually living with borderline personality disorder. And anything that I did find, it were very depressing. <laughs> and most of the articles that I found were actually from professionals, so psychologists. And a good majority of them don't have personality disorders. So in my opinion, how could they possibly know how somebody like me feels. So that's the reason that I started the Good, the Bad and the BPD. So borderline personality disorder is a condition that affects how you think, you feel and you interact with other people. And symptoms of borderline personality disorder include being emotionally unstable, having upsetting thoughts and acting without thinking. And this is why I think most professionals are full of shit when it comes to how people develop BPD. Most professionals put it down to trauma. Well, I wasn't physically abused as a child, which would be classed as trauma. To me, I've said it before, like as somebody living with borderline personality disorder, I can and or not say I've got BPD because I wasn't taught how to understand and manage my emotions. So for me, BPD comes from poor emotional education. A person with BPD lives with the perception that our feelings don't matter. And that's not trauma, that's just uneducated. It, end of story, isn't it? I did find an article online and it just hit the nail on the head for me. And it was by Brian Barnett. And if you look on lastsymptom.com, the article is called is declining attention to hygiene a sign that BPD is getting worse? Now it's got no, it's got, just read the first bit because it's got no to do with hygiene, the bit that I need you to read. But the first sort of bit is about him and him overcoming his BPD. So yeah, go and give that a read once you've listened to me, obviously, because it's very interesting. So yeah, if you do one thing today, just Go and do that. Brian Barnett on lastsymptom.com is declining attention to hygiene, a sign that BPD is getting worse. The Good, the Bad and the BPD was created with three purposes. First purpose being to make you feel less alone. Second purpose being to help you try and manage your BPD better. And third purpose, to give you a tool in order to explain how your brain works. 
because I've had lots of messages saying, I've never been able to explain how I'm feeling, but you just hit the nail on the head. Somebody said that they'd played one of my episodes to their family members and they just said, oh my God, she sounds like you. <laughs> and somebody else said that it was like listening to a northern version of themselves. <laughs> Love it. So season one was about my life story. How I was as a child, getting my diagnosis, falling out with absolutely everybody. <laughs> season two was a how-to season. So how to support somebody with BPD, how to date somebody with BPD, etc, etc. And I put a lot of effort into that season. I don't know if you know. I mean, I've banged on about it enough, but I put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> I'm very proud of that season. And moving on to this season, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to cover because I covered a lot of topics within the first two seasons and, you know, because I'm clever like that. <laughs> or maybe I'm stupid because I didn't leave myself enough topics to cover. Dickhead. But for season three, episode one, I'm going to be chatting with you about borderline personality disorder in the workplace because I think it's a very important topic and it's not talked about enough. And having BPD and trying to maintain a healthy work-life balance is really hard. We've got an all-or-nothing mindset which can be hard to let go of. We spend all our time working or thinking about work. We want to be the best at what we're doing we want to know everything that there is to know about that subject and we just we just strive to be perfect and then you have the other side where you never want to go to work feel like people don't appreciate us we don't care about learning anything we just don't see the point it just won't help and we don't want to be perfect because perfect doesn't exist so why try if you have bpd you may or may not have recognised that. When you start a new job, you think it's the dog's bollocks. You're going to smash this role. You're going to be acknowledged for all your hard work. You're going to be a success. Like, this job is you. You are the job. <laughs> and this goes on for what? Maybe a couple of months to a year? Or until you get pulled to one side for a chat about your performance? <laughs> and then it all changes. You walk into work and you feel like you can't do it right. You feel like everyone in workplace is out to get you. You're being underappreciated and overworked. And these feelings and thoughts just get more predominant in your mind and it's all you can think about and focus on. Until you eventually convince yourself that nobody likes you. <laughs> the job is shit. And you are better than your current place of work so you'll even find another job. But guess what? This happens in the next job. And probably the next. Because people like me have a fight or flight no, they don't. Well, we do, but that's not what I meant. We have to fight with an all-or-nothing mindset. That we, ne we never have a middle ground. So, how do I explain this? Yeah, so if your manager pulled you up about not hitting your targets, someone with BPD might take this very personally, like an attack on our worth ethic. Get your words out, Tammy. Work ethic. So... We struggle to see that people aren't out to get us personally. Like in that example that I've just given you, the manager pulling you up about not hitting your target, they're just doing their job. And if you are struggling with that scenario, um, my episode on splitting 
and BPD from season two might be a good one for you to listen to because I don't want to keep repeating myself in another episode when I've already explained it in depth because we all know I hate repeating myself. And if you have already listened to it, then you know what I'm talking about when I say splitting um, or all or nothing. But before you even get employed, you're probably already asking yourself the question, should I tell my employer I've got borderline personality disorder? Well, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories and you can make up your own mind. <laughs> um... So I applied for a work coach sort of job with Derbyshire County Council. So I did the interview, I got the job. The contract was only for three months. This employer knew about my mental health and because they were a council, I just told them straight away that I got BPD because for me, it's a council. They can't discriminate against me. I mean, they do, but (laughs) apparently they didn't care. So long story short, I waited and waited for this job to start. It never did. It came to the end of the three-month contract and... They rang and said, oh, we've managed to secure funding for the current work coach we have, but not for a second, which meant no job for me. Obviously, I was disappointed, but they said that they would contact me if they acquired more funding. Well, (laughs) the little fuckers acquired more funding, didn't they? But they never employed me. They employed somebody else. How do you know that, Tammy? How do you know they employed somebody else? Let me tell you, people, I know this because I saw the job advert, the exact same job advert that I applied for on the Derbyshire County Council website for a full year's fixed term contract. But here's the catch. On the bottom of the advert, it said, we will not be accepting applications from previous applicants. Are you shitting me? Like my own council have discriminated against me. Luckily, or so I thought, (laughs) in the meantime, I'd also applied for a job somewhere else. I applied for a role as a children's residential support worker. So supporting kids with behavioural difficulties, kids that don't have any parents, you get the gist. Filled out the application form, got an interview, told them all about my mental health. They said that they had other people with mental health issues that worked there and They had a psychologist specifically for the staff so that it it wouldn't be a problem that I'd got BPD. They said that my past experience was exceptional and that they'd love to have me on board. I was offered the job verbally after my interview and told to meet the home manager on the Friday of that week. I think my interview was the Tuesday and I was supposed to meet her on Friday um, just to meet her and discuss what team she thought I'd be most suited to. Then I'd get my contract on the day I started, like what usually happens when you get employed. You don't sort of sign anything until your first day there. So Friday came, I met with the manager of the home, everything was going well. She told me which team I'd be on, asked if I was available to start on Monday for my induction, like to the home, and obviously I said yeah. Before I left, she said, oh, I noticed you've got EUPD, Emotionally Unstable Personality Disorder. Um, Can you explain a little bit more about it for me, please? So, obviously, I explained that I get flustered sometimes and I need to take a few minutes out if 
this happened and she laughed and she said duck most of our staff have to take time out even me so that's not an issue and that was all that was said about it she said that she'd um send me a text message on sunday to let me know my start time once she'd spoken to my new team leader because she'd got to make sure that the team leader was there when i was there so anyway it gets to sunday and i don't hear from the manager <clears throat> i can't ring head office because it's sunday and it's shut so i wake up early monday morning i live with my mum at this point because i got in debt and lost my own go me <laughs> dave my stepdad said there's a letter there for you and I opened the letter, and I never guessed what it said. <laughs> oh, it makes me angry thinking about it now. It said uh, something along the lines of, Dear Miss Mortland, thank you for attending the interview for the position of residential children's support worker with company here. <laughs> Unfortunately, you have not been successful for the position, as we have had more qualified applicants. <laughs> and then, just some other shit at the bottom of the letter. And already I was fuming. I got angrier and angrier the more I read down the letter. And I got angry because I already had a friend that worked there. They put me forward for the job. <laughs> and even they said that they couldn't understand why I hadn't been offered it. They were screaming out for staff. None of the staff that they just employed were as qualified as me. That includes my friend that works there. Like, I'm more qualified than my friend that already works there. And I'd been verbally given the role met the manager and was told I was going to start on Monday. So I phoned the head office and I demanded an explanation by this point I was livid. They said that they'd given my application to the psychologist on site and they, the psychologist, had deemed me unsuitable to work with their young people because it was EUPD. So <laughs> from my point of view, I can work there if I'm depressed and suicidal but not if I've got BPD. Not if I uh, struggle a little bit with communication. But if I want to kill myself, that's fine. I can go and work there. <laughs> what? How do you explain that? Like, this person had never even met me. How can they possibly judge somebody and base a decision on somebody they've never met? Like, I'm a bloody teacher for kids with behaviour and learning difficulties and I'm unsuitable to work with children. How very dare you? I was so annoyed. I was that pissed off about it. I actually wrote to Lee Rowley, the MP for North East Derbyshire Council. And yes, I had a meeting with him because one email was not enough. And you know what? I might as well have spoken to the fucking massive poster of himself that was at the side of him than actually talk to him as a person. What a pathetic excuse for a council man. I said to him, two employers under your council have evidently discriminated against me due to my mental health status. And I explained the situation like I have to you guys. And do you know what he said? I don't think they've discriminated against you. It's not something that our council would do. But I'm going to the Houses of Parliament or wherever MPs go to toss each other's egos off all day. They've got a mental health bill being discussed and I'll let you know what they say. And I'm like, how's that going to help me get a job? Like, what are you going to do about the fact that Derbyshire County Council, your bloody council, 
have discriminated against me. Not only that, <laughs> but I've got evidence that I were offered both of these jobs and then I were turned down because of my mental health status. Long story short, he couldn't answer me. He gave me <laughs> no confidence whatsoever in him being the person to help people with mental health issues in North East Derbyshire. Well done, Lee. Cracking job. <laughs> He's also still the MP, so you know we're on to a winner in North East Derbyshire. So yeah, after hearing them two stories, I'll let you make your own... Getting excited now. I will let you make your own mind up whether you'd tell your employer. Me, personally, I would not disclose my mental health status on my application. I'd wait until I've been given the job and then update your mental health records with HR because that way they can't possibly discriminate against you. And if they did, that way you'd know. Wouldn't you? Because you'd been given the job, you started the job, you went to update your mental health and then they went, oh, sorry, you can't work here anymore. You know that they've clearly discriminated against you. They can't give you a job and then sack you because you're mental health status. <laughs> there have been a number of other jobs that I haven't been selected for just because I've documented my mental health status on my application. So like I say, you've only got a Google borderline personality disorder to read so many negative things. We're crackers, we want to beat you up, we throw things at you. Basically, if we work in an office, if we get annoyed, we're going to stab you in the eye with a pen. <laughs> That's what employers think. And yeah, employers just don't give us the benefit of the doubt because they can't be asked. They want normal, child-free, non-smoker, workaholics. And if you are an employer, those people don't exist. Well, they do, but they're a minority. Most people have depression or anxiety at some point in their life, including employers. So I don't get why they pretend like they don't. Once you've got the job, though, this is where the hard work comes in because not only do you have to manage your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions and all that jazz, you've also got to do the job. And this is why, once you are employed, it's always better to tell your employer, especially HR, about your BPD. Unfortunately, we can't just take tablets and make it all okay. You might think you can, but you can't. Tablets alone don't work. You need to also understand your BPD, your triggers and how to manage them. But once your employer knows about your mental health, they have to put reasonable support in place to accommodate you and make you feel supported. So things like changes to your working area, changes to your working hours, spending time working from home, being allowed to take time off work for therapy and that kind of stuff, or temporarily like reallocating tasks you find stressful and difficult. So if you have a mental health issue, you might not want to tell your employer about it because you're worried about confidentiality or the fact that they may terminate your employment. However, if you have a mental health problem that is a disability <clears throat> and you want the protection of the Equality Act, your employer does need to know about your disability. Me personally, I don't receive anything for my BPD in terms of benefits because I work. Don't get me wrong though, I could never go back into an office environment now I've been out of that pencil skirt business world for over six years and I really don't think I would manage my BPD and my workload now. Even after doing all this self-development, there's just some things that my BPD stops me doing now. And to be honest, I'm all right with that. 
and I sound very hypocritical because I'm sat here going, don't let your BP get you down. BP. <laughs> don't let your BPD get you down. But for me personally, I'd rather give that up than get stressed and take it out of myself and the people that I love. I just think I would split on a new workplace. Maybe not for the first few months, but eventually I think I would start to hate everybody there. It's not very often a doubt myself when it comes to things that I can and can't do, but office business world is just not for me. But also, on the other hand, the thing with me is, I've always been a big chief. I've always managed people from a very young age. I never wanted to be a little Indian and just follow orders. Like, I always wanted to be the chief giving orders. Does that make sense? I don't know if this is because when people ask me to do something, they never ask. They tell. They say, oh, go and do this for me. Not, would you please go and do this for me? There's no politeness in the business world. There's no compassion because everybody's just about targets and making money. But saying that, I have had two amazing managers that were really good with mental health and they were both from the same company. I had a direct manager who was called Cheryl and I had an overall manager called Nikki and both ladies could always see when I was getting frustrated or overwhelmed and they'd pull me aside and ask me if I were all right and how could they help. Honestly, I wish everybody could have those two ladies as managers because it would make you think different about your employment. What advice have I got for you in terms of BPD and employment? Hmm. Just remember, everything you think in your head isn't always true. Uh, if you start to feel your heart beating quicker and getting flustered, then ask your manager for a timeout. Sounds childish as fuck, but they're going to give you timeout, take it. Go and listen to your favourite song or whatever helps you feel relaxed. Use your notepad on your phone to write down why you started to feel the way you did. Even voice note it if you want. That way you can hear the anger in your voice. And Yeah, I'm a, I'm a voice note person. Always remember that not everybody is out to get you. Always use your annual leave. That's important. Take time out away from work. Don't think about it. Like Don't do work things on your day off. If you start to see yourself splitting, then take a few days off if you can. So speak to your manager and explain what's going on in your brain. That you really love your job, but you need to take a few days off because you risk the chance of splitting and potentially quitting in the long run. And that's not what you want to happen. You could break up larger tasks into smaller tasks. And that way you don't get frustrated. What I found easy, not easy, but helped me... Get, crack on with more work basically without getting interrupted is put a block in my diary for isolated work time basically you've got a big do not disturb sign around you so you can just concentrate without having interruptions and make a daily to-do list and then check things off when you've completed it there they are probably my top bits of <clears throat> advice for you and if you are an employer you're probably at a loss as to how to help your employee with BPD. And let's be honest, I've got BPD and I could manage an employee with BPD 100% effectively. <laughs> Most important thing is you are trying to understand and accommodate. As an employer, you can help by providing an employee with BPD as much consistency as possible. 
So it's important to provide a stable, welcoming environment. Try to acknowledge and value your employees' personal traits as a potential strength rather than a weakness. Like, don't always go for the the weakness. Try and turn it around and build it into a strength. Like, not all employees are fast at typing. Not all employees are good with Excel. Not all employees are artistic. Like, none of your employees are the same. However, it's very important not to compare somebody with BPD to somebody without BPD. I mean, you shouldn't be comparing or judging people anyway, but we're human and British and it's what we do. (laughs) Yeah, my main advice for employers is just stop discriminating. I look at it this way. How would you feel if you were an employer and one of your children had BPD or another mental health issue and they couldn't get a job because of it? You'd be absolutely fuming as a parent on behalf of your child You'd say it's unfair that they won't employ them due to the mental health. But you've probably done that to somebody else's kid. It just hits a, hits a nerve when it's your own kid, doesn't it? And that's exactly what I'm trying to get across to employers to understand. You might not want somebody with BPD working for you. But you also may have a child in this position in the future. And you'd hope somebody took a chance on your child. So think about that and the impact it has on future generations. We're teaching them as future employers that you will only employ fit, healthy, mentally ill-free people. And that's not happening on my watch. (laughs) If you are an employer, though, there is loads of online tools available for you now in 2022 that weren't available back in 2015 when I was diagnosed. So just type into Google. Google. Get it on Google. Supporting BPD in the workplace and you will find numerous articles about providing support. Mental health is only getting worse due to cost of living going up mainly. (laughs) Fact that people work to live, there's just no thriving anymore. Most people I know live paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people can't even get a job because employers won't employ them because they're not fit and healthy. Like Mental health in the workplace is getting worse because employers also expect so much and pay so little in return. People are afraid to take time off in case some of the targets are missed for that month, meaning they don't hit the monthly bonus. People don't call in sick out of fear of losing the job because they can't afford to. People are spending more money than they can afford on petrol just to get to work. Like People are choosing petrol over food. How crazy is that? <laughs> if you are an employer, just take time out to get to know your employees put procedures in place if somebody does need to take mental health time off. We live in a world where there's no such thing as normal. No such thing as a normal person. (coughs) Employment and BPD is something that I really wanted to cover today because I feel that we as people with personality disorders have doors shut on us all the time. Half the time, we don't even make it to interview stage because we've disclosed our mental health status. So my advice would be, if you aren't classed as disabled, don't tell your employer. Even if they say, ooh, we're mental health champions. Yeah, they are mental health champions for depression and anxiety, not for things like personality disorders, schizophrenia, psychosis, for which most of them know fuck all about. <laughs> so stick your mental health championship up your ass. If anybody has any employment stories that they'd like to share on the podcast, please feel free. 
to email or voice note it to me. Or if you want some advice on a specific topic that you don't mind me covering on the podcast, like if it's a personal thing to you but you want me to cover it, I'll not say your name, but we'll get through it. And at the end of last season, I asked you to send me some videos of you giving yourself positive affirmations whilst trying not to laugh in the mirror. And I got a couple and they were really funny. Thank you. I love it when people send me stuff. <laughs> Thank you to the people who sent them. Like, I'm unsure whether you'd like me to say your name on here, so I won't. But I really appreciate it. It really cheered me up. <laughs> oh, Thank you for joining me today. It's not a very long one today, but... There's only so much you can cover in employment from my point of view without me getting annoyed because I could crack on all day about mental health in the workplace. But I didn't want to be a slanging match like somebody with BPD against employers because that's not what we're about here. But thank you for joining me today. Next week we're going to be chatting about BPD and social media. So do I think it's good? Do I think it's bad? What are the uses? So what are the advantages? What are the disadvantages? If there's anything you'd like me to cover specifically on social media, like get in touch after this episode and let me know. As always, you can get in touch with me on the Facebook at The Good, The Bad and The BPD. You can also get me on Instagram at T4MM underscore M. A big shout out to... Anchor FM, Apple Podcast and Spotify. Without them, you would not be hearing from me. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad and The BPD with me, Tammy Mortland. Have a lovely day.